just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Happy 801 Day, Salt Lake City! I am so excited to meet you tonight at 7 p.m. at our 801 Day celebration at Second Summit Cider. We even made a special CityCast hard cider to mark the occasion. There will be crispy tacos and tamales from La Oaxaqueña and free pickleball rentals on the Second Summit courts, which are brand new. Maybe you can teach me how to play pickleball or learn how to play pickleball. You can buy a $5 ticket at our link in the show notes or at the door, and your first beer or cider is on me. And with a recent proclamation from Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, 801 Day is now officially a holiday in the best area code ever. But what makes the 801 worth celebrating? And why do we stick it out when the going can be so rough? I invited one of the coolest Salt Lakers I know to talk roses and thorns with me. It's Tuesday, August 1st. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Vishwa Srinivasan, you are the creator of this very cool, I think, uniquely Salt Lake production. It's called Alleyways Amplified, and it lights up Salt Lake alleyways with concerts and events. You started this project while you were still a student at the University of Utah. And on that note, like, I think everyone has their own version of this place. So I want to know yours. Is there a particular part of this city that raised you? What's your Salt Lake? I think my Salt Lake is definitely Salt Lake. I grew up in Sandy. I'd spend most of my time in Salt Lake. Went to like every high school imaginable here and then went to the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is definitely home for me. It's definitely my favorite city. It's just like, this is like home. Like, this is where I like to like build things and like do things. This is where all my favorite people are. Um, this is where my favorite things are. Do you have an 801 area code? I do have an 801 area code. I will never change my number. Good. I mean, no offense to the 385s and the 435s, but 801 is sort of the OG. Um, well, I want to know from you, because I'm curious about your Salt Lake, like in honor of today is August 1st, 801 day. We're naming it a holiday officially. Um, I want to hear about your perfect Salt Lake day. Like walk me through it. Okay. My perfect day in Salt Lake is definitely a Sunday. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Nothing's open. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's how it used to be. Now there's things open on Sunday. Okay. I just think it's a really tranquil place on a Sunday. But I'd say I wake up um, and then go get sour cream pancakes from Hub and Spoke with my girlfriend. I'd say I go and enjoy some sort of like quintessential activity that's like central to the idea of like an up and coming city, like like a, like a flea market. Mm. Um, I'd say <laughs> okay. I'll probably run into like 12 people I know on like a fringe level acquaintance basis. And then I'll go play basketball at Sugar House for a few hours. And then I go watch the sunset from a Presbyterian church on 1700 South where there's a fire exit. Um, Pretty dope place to watch the sunset. And that's my perfect Sunday. That is very tranquil. I do want to ask, though, because I like that you brought up 
running into 12 people that you fringe know? I think it's sort of a complaint that I hear about Salt Lake often is like, you know, small Lake City, you're not safe at the grocery store, you're going to run into 10 X's. Like, is it something you enjoy about the city? I mean, like on one hand, you kind of have to live in like a constant state of disassociation where you're like trying to remember (laughs) who the hell you were like four years ago. Um, On the other hand, I think it's like really good for just like network effects. I don't think that there's very many places like this where it seems really like cohort based at times, which is really nice. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons that I like living here so much. Like I think I'm pathologically wired to like running into people like and actually I am aggressively friendly, which I think for a lot of people is a form of terrorism at the grocery store. Like, I'm the person that will be like, it's me. It's it's me, Allie. Like, hi. And people are like, oh, my God, read the room. Like, I, I have my hood up, you know. But I just think it's like one of the joys of this city. I think it's something I definitely miss if I live somewhere else. I feel probably maybe like somewhat lonely when my 12 French level acquaintances didn't say hi to me every time they saw me. I also have to confess that I've never done a fire exit sunset. Tell me more about this spot. It's like really like the only place in Utah where you can, but there's a Presbyterian church by Wasatch Hollow Park on 1700 South. And I've been going there since I was like 17. just because I enjoy the the fire exit. Like we don't have very many yeah. um, high places that aren't mountains in this town. But it's pretty. I like it. Though that is changing. And I actually want to ask you about that because it feels like a point of contention between born and raised Salt Lakers and newcomers. How downtown, which I know is a place you spend a lot of time because you're organizing concerts in alleyways, um, how downtown is growing up. How do you feel about it? When you say growing up, do you mean like literally or like? Yeah, like, like getting like, tr- well, it is. I mean, yeah, it's changing in a lot of ways, but it's also getting taller. Like we are cutting ribbons on some like pretty tall buildings and more in the future. My sister moved. She, so she goes to college um, at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and she is living in D.C. right now and her best friend's from D.C., and she made it a point to tell me how she told her friend from D.C. that, like, her cute little hometown got a new hotel and everybody made a, like, hullabaloo about it. Um, so, like, yes, it is it is getting bigger and it is sick. On the other hand, I don't think other, like, people from other cities are, like, coming and, like, looking at this and being like, wow, this is, like, a shining example of, like, metropolitan city planning. Like, mm. it's it's getting there. But as someone who was born and raised in Salt Lake, like, it's sick. Like, I, I really, like, can't believe it sometimes. You like the way it's sort of, I don't know, it feels like downtown is starting to, like, fill in. And you like that. Yeah, that's that's how it feels to me. Um, and then every now and then I'll have a conversation with someone from, like, New York or something. I'll be like, yeah, you live in a cute little village, man. Like, come on. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we recently picked a fight with the city of Denver on this show because we think that Salt Lake deserves to have a rival city. And we asked Denver to be our rival and they were like, we never think about you. <laughs> oh, no, that's terrible. I was like genuinely really upset when they won the NBA finals. Like I, I despise a lot a lot of Denver. Yes, yes, It's like I literally it. just like bizarro Salt Lake, but it's not close to the mountains and it's closer to Nebraska than it is to Rocky. So like, yeah. Yes! I'm so fulfilled. Okay, this conversation's over. Thanks for your time.
The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. I often think about my, I guess I would call them like, I mean, no means no, but like my hard nose and my soft nose with this city. Like for me, I'm like, okay, a soft no in Salt Lake is like downtown construction. Like I can live with it. I'm not going to leave. But like a hard no is like breathing toxic dust. Like that actually might force me to leave the city. Do you have like a hard no and a soft no in Salt Lake? Like something you can live with, but something you are starting to think you can't? Yeah, I think my hard no might be the same as your hard no. Like, I fully think that I'm going to leave the city as, like, a climate refugee one day, just, like, Mm -hmm. donning my breathing mask, like, walking through Denver, like. (laughs) (laughs) On your way to Nebraska. (laughs) On my way to Nebraska because I don't want to stop in Denver. Yeah, no, that's, like, a real problem. Uh, Soft nose. I don't drink, so I don't really have, like, the same problems with, like, liquor as, like, a lot of people do. Like, I still go out to the bars, like almost every weekend but I don't it's not like top of mind for me really so that's probably not one of my soft no's um if they yo okay if they never let me repaint the basketball court at Sugar House Park that's a that's a soft no that needs to change (laughs) I've been sending emails for like three years like please like let me just like repaint the line so that people actually know when they're in bounds let me maybe like update the mural um at half court wait have you really yeah, I like we will get this done. Like we just want the permission. Oh my gosh, I almost feel like now my new mission is going to be helping you like get community grants. The Salt Lake City does the like community grant program. I feel like you could get a community grant for that. The thing about Sugar House Park is that it's under a different governing authority. So there's like Salt Lake City and then there's like the Sugar House Park Authority 
and the Sugar House Park Authority run Sugar House Park. And the Utah Jazz donated the court, which may, which means that you need to get permission from both the Utah Jazz and Sugar House Park in order to repaint the court. Okay, if someone from either of those entities is listening to this episode, please email us, saltlake at citycast.fm, so that we can get this court repainted, because now I care deeply about it. I also, I do want to say, like, whether or not you drink, on your note of, like, liquor laws, whether or not you drink in this city, I think the liquor laws also impact how you can have fun, like, even if you're not, like, oh, damn, the bar's closed, because they make things close early, right? Like, last call kind of determines when bars close their door, and, like, whether or not I'm drinking on any given night, I do want to dance after, like, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. So they also just kind of generally kill the vibe. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Like, I, I think sometimes it's difficult to bring people from, like, out of state here and be like, yo, so these are the laws that we live by. And they're like, wait, why? And I think you're right that it, like, really sets constraints on how we can program our city and how we can, like, live life in our city. Yeah, definitely not for them. I just don't drink. Right. Well, on the note of bringing people from out of state, when you have friends in town, what's the, like, one place you absolutely feel like you have to take them? Warehouse raves. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I can't believe this is happening in Salt Lake. You're like in a warehouse like in Taylorsville. And they're like, I cannot believe that, I, that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, I for sure thought it would have been some sort of natural phenomenon. No. <laughs> Although I guess warehouse raves are kind of a natural phenomenon. They are kind of a natural phenomenon. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Mine is Gilgal Gardens. Oh, I just went there the other day. I love that place. Yeah, because I'm just like, it's a short trip. Like, even if, like, you're on your way to the airport, I can be like, we just got to stop and do a quick walkthrough, like, get an iced coffee and walk around. But, like, there's just nowhere on earth that you will see Joseph Smith's head on a sphinx. Like, it's just, that's that. There's only one. My girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day because we were at Gilgal, and we were talking about how it would be, like, the perfect place to, like, bring in a harp player and then set up like 20 easels and have everyone in like pastels and like tea sandwiches and then just like eat little tea sandwiches and paint and listen to the harp. That's great. I often am surprised that there aren't more weddings there. Like I feel yeah, like really the like pretty. it's kind of would be kind of a metal place to get married. Especially because the garden was created as an act of love. Like there's different parts of the garden that are like dedicated to his wife and like his love of God. Like it's actually the product of like this adoration. So I think it's kind of a romantic spot, but I guess you have to, like, really get in the right head zone. It's kind of like Salt Lake's response to the Taj Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you're obviously very creative, and I think something I hear a lot in this city is, especially members of our creative community, they tend to to leave like they tend to seek like different pastures I mean I remember talking to Angela H. Brown once about why she founded Slug Magazine and she was like we did it to try and convince local creatives to stay in Salt Lake um I could go on on the reasons that people leave this place but I want to know why you stayed I think that's just like my personality um I'd rather be the person that helps build a city in the direction that I wanted to go. Like, I'd rather be the person that helps make a city great than, like, uh, no shade at a lot of my friends, but some of the people from Salt Lake that moved to a city like Chicago and then just talk about how great Chicago is. Mm. Like, Chicago's not great because you moved there, you know? Um, and I think there's something important about 
having that personal connection to what you're building that makes me want to just stay here. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to me. <laughs> Vishwa Srinivasan, thank you so much for your time. What fun to chat with you. And thank you yeah, for creating Alleyways Amplified. I, it's such a cool thing in our city. I don't know, you're so creative. I can't wait to see what you come up with next. Appreciate it, thanks Ali. Vishwa's brainchild, Alleyways Amplified, is always up to very cool events in this city. You can find them on Instagram at Alleyways Amplified. Though it started as a music project throwing concerts in Salt Lake Alleyways, he told me he'd like to see the organization take a more interdisciplinary approach, which means keeping an eye on this group of artists if you like having fun. As for 801 Day, y'all, I have always wondered why our area code is 801. And thankfully, the Tribune's Andy Larson recently dug into this. Check this out. In the 1900s, AT&T took control of our national telephone infrastructure. And one of the ways that they designated area codes was by population. So states with larger populations got codes with lower numbers because they were easier to dial on a rotary phone. This is why New York is 212. But Utah's population was small, and so we got an eight. And we had to deal with it, and we did. And now we are the best. The end. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning on this show with more from around the city, but I will see you tonight at 7 p.m. at Second Summit Cider for our 801 Day celebration. See you later.